Well, good morning, everyone. Why don't you open your Bibles to the book of Job, if you will, book of Job. It sure is a blessing to be here, blessing to be here with you all. I was just stand, sitting up here, and I'm looking around, and there's a lot of you, a lot of faces I just am not familiar with, which is such a blessing, uh, such a blessing to see God building the church and using Parkview Baptist Church and the people here to, to be a blessing. My name's uh, John Ashley, and uh, somewhere out there my wife is sitting. Oh, she's sitting way in the back back there, all right. Pray for my wife that she'd get right, and uh, she'd move forward a little bit. No, she's sitting back there with her friend Kathy, her and Kathy, good friends. Uh, uh, we were members here at Parkview Baptist Church, for 16 years, uh, Pastor Brown was our pastor. I still look at him as my pastor. Um, and uh, 10 years ago, almost to the date, we, uh, we left and uh, started pastoring a church in Byron, Michigan. And uh, April 30th is going to be our last Sunday there. We are uh, in the ministry, going into the ministry. Of, uh, the reason why we're here today, in spite of, I'll explain a little bit more about that in the morning service. But uh, this morning, I just... Uh, I just want to bring a message. Our, 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 our desire for our ministry is, number one, to encourage those that are going through a difficult time, uh, which is just about everybody, amen. Uh, you know, if you're not in going through a difficult time, you're coming out of a difficult time, or you're getting ready to go into a difficult time. Isn't that a blessing? But, uh, but uh, we want to encourage those that are, that are going through hard times right now. Also, we want to uh, educate folks that want to help someone that's going through a difficult time. Try to help them. Our, our youngest son, John, was born with several disabilities, and again, I'm going to talk more about him, but uh, our ministry was birthed out of his life. He, uh, he went to heaven uh, about 15 months ago, 16 months ago, um, and uh, he was an encouragement to so, so many people. He was 28 years old, so the Lord has allowed uh, my wife and I to be caregivers for 28 years, caring for our son. And uh, it was a blessing, but to use the experience that we gained in the Word of God to try to educate folks on how to help somebody in a practical way that's going through a difficult time, and then to educate God's people. And I talked about this a little bit back in January when we were here with you, or February when we were here with you, uh, about um, uh, equipping God's people to be able to take our trials, take our in spite of, if you will, and use them as a catalyst to serve God rather than a crutch. Because so many people, you know, uh, so many times we'll, we'll look at our problems and our trials and say, well, I can't serve God because I've got this, that, or the other thing. The Lord says, no, no, you serve me in spite of those things, and I'll use you in a great and a mighty way. So, uh, so those are just some of the things we'll be talking about as the day goes on today. But it is an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, I love your pastor. Uh, he, is, uh, he is a dear friend. Him and his wife have been a dear friend to my wife and I for, uh, well, 26 years now. But uh, uh, we, uh, we just thank the, God, thank the Lord for Parkview Baptist Church and for all your, your love for us. So Job chapter number 1 this morning, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 13. <clears throat> the Bible says, and there was a day, amen. And there was a day. You ever had one of them? Mm, amen. And there was a day when the sons and the daughters, uh, when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. 
And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell uh, upon the camels and have carried them away, and uh, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they were dead, and, I, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down and, uh, upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, and Lord, are so grateful for the opportunity to be here. Lord, so thankful for uh, a good Bible-believing church that we can come, and Lord, try to be a blessing. So Lord, as we open your word this morning, we pray that you would guide and direct us. Lord, I pray that you would uh, baptize me with the Holy Ghost this morning. Lord, I need your power to teach to speak, and Lord, hopefully to encourage those that are gathered here today. Lord, you know the need of every heart. We just ask that you would, uh, Lord, guide and direct as we speak this morning. And Lord, might you just do a work that no man could ever do. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, the uh, book of Job is, is probably my favorite book in the Bible. The book of Job has helped me personally, through a lot of trials that, that the Lord has allowed, us to, allowed me to go through personally in my life. And it's just, it, it is a great book. You know, Job suffered beyond what any of us could possibly think, I believe. Be, uh, besides the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't know that anybody has ever suffered like Job. Now, there may be. You may know examples of people that have gone through a difficult time uh, worse than what Job, but, but I personally, I don't. You know, uh, um, he suffered, but yet he stayed faithful. He stayed faithful to the Lord. He didn't allow his grief to deter his faith. He lost everything, including his health. Then he had those friends come and, and try to encourage him. And uh, eventually what they ended up doing was accusing him of, uh, of gross sins. There's sin in your life, Job. Uh, that's the reason why you're going through all that you went through. Uh, yet he stayed faithful. The unexpected is what happened to Job. The unexpected, he didn't get up that morning expecting for all these things to fall upon him. But the unexpected happened to him that day. You know, the unexpected happens to all of us, doesn't it? Uh, unexpected things are going to happen in our lives, things that we're not prepared for, things that we uh, aren't planning for, but they happen. It could be a death of a loved one, the loss of a job, an accident, a phone call in the middle of the night, a diagnosis from a doctor, whatever it may be. 
we're all going to get something uh, from time to time. There's going to be moments in our lives that will change our lives permanently. Times in our lives where, where, where one moment life is going on and everything's just fine, and the next moment our, life, our world has been turned upside down. You know, it's our desire, should be our desire, that you and I would act, react the same way that Job did in, 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 in this book. In his life. James chapter 5 verses 10 and 11 says, Take my brethren the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Now, again, we talk about the patience of Job. And one of the things that happened in my life, and, and why I, I, I say the book of Job has helped me the most, is because I read about the patience of Job. And I said to myself, what superhuman being is this guy? And then you read the book of Job and realize he was not a superhuman being. He was just a man that loved God. The man that trusted God in spite of what he was going through. You know, God gave us Old Testament examples of the prophets and of men like Job for us to learn from. You know, they suffered because they spoke the truth of God, the Old Testament prophets. They went through all the trials that they went through because they stood for the Lord. James says, we count them, count them happy, which endured, meaning uh, that they accepted their persecutions. They went through their trials, and we look at them and say, man, what great people of faith, what great people of, of serving, servants of God that are willing to go through those trials and those afflictions because they were doing the work of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 37 and 38 says, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with, uh, uh, with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. I mean, you, you, we read about the Old Testament prophets. We read about what they endured, what they, the afflictions that they went through in their life. And we say, man, they're, they're a great example for you and I, right? But friend, don't you and I need to maybe go through some things ourselves for the cause of Christ? We're so unwilling sometimes to, to, to allow God to do a work in us and through us, through our trials, through our heartache, through our pain, and, and, and we, 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 we respond to those things in such a, a negative way. We need to realize something, friend. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. We're going to go through some things. We're going to experience some trials in our lives. Being saved is no guarantee of an easy life. Amen. You know, we all want a smooth life, don't we? You know, we all, we all love that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace. Amen. What's the next one? Long-suffering. Long-suffering. We, we like them first three, and then, you know, we kind of want to skim over the rest of those. But you know what, friends? We are going to have to go through some things. Grief and joy can coexist in our lives. Heartache, pain, 
and the joy that God, the peace that God gives us can coexist in our lives. We can stay faithful to the Lord in spite of the unexpected that will come into our lives. So what I want us to do this morning is say, you know, okay, Pastor, that all sounds great. That all sounds fine. We're all going to go through some unexpected. But how can you and I react in the same way that Job did? How can we ready ourselves for the unexpected? How can you and I be ready for unexpected things to happen in our lives, if you will prepare ourselves for that? First of all, I want you to know Job walked with God. That's the most important thing that you and I should take away from this this morning, is that Job walked with God. Unexpected events, by definition, are unexpected, right? We don't expect them. We don't, but, but if you get on an airplane, what is the first thing they do? They get up and they tell you, in case of an emergency, and they go through this little placard they hand out, and they, they point to the windows, and they point to the doors, and they point to the lights on the side. Why? In case of an emergency, you have to be prepared. You go on a cruise. You ever go on a cruise? You ever been on a cruise? If you don't, I recommend it. They're, they're fun. But uh, they're, they're going to have you go through a drill. They're going to tell you where the lifeboats are. They're going to tell you where, where your uh, uh, life vests are. They're going to prepare you for the event uh, that the ship goes down, right? They're going to prepare you for it. They're not expecting it to happen, right? You know, um, uh, schools, uh, my wife works at Michigan School for the Deaf up in Flint, and they have, they have drills all the time, lockdown drills, in case someone comes in with a, with a firearm or whatever it may be. So people in, in, in our lives, we're constantly preparing for the unexpected. You and I, as the children of God, should be prepared for when those times come in our life. The best preparation for the storms of life is a close walk with the Lord. Job chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, There was a man from the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Verse number 6, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto, uh, unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And Satan answered, the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and escheweth evil? Hey, Job was a man that had the testimony that he walked with God. God said that about him. God said that he was a man, he was a perfect, he was an upright man. He was complete. He was mature as a believer in God. You know, in order for us to be ready for the unexpected in our lives, we need to be a developed believer. Now, that doesn't mean you've been saved for a long period of time, because I've known very mature Christians, very mature believers in Jesus Christ that have been saved for a short period of time. I have known people that have been saved for a long period of time and are not developed. They're underdeveloped, if you will, as a child of God. What I'm talking about today, friend, is having a walk with God. You can have a walk with God if you've been saved today, or you can have a walk with God if you were saved 50 years ago. It doesn't matter. That's your choice. That's something that you and I need to decide we are going to do, and that's walk with God. Mature. Develop as a child of God. Be someone that wants to walk with God. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 says, that I may know him. 
and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Boy, that's what we want, isn't it? We want the power of the resurrection. We should want to know him. But that verse goes on and says, and the fellowship of his suffering. Child of God, if you and I are going to be prepared for the unexpected, we need to be developed into a relationship that we can know God. Not just know about him. Not know a few verses of scripture in the word of God. But know God. Have a walk with him. So that when the unexpected comes, we are ready for it to happen. The Bible says he was upright. Job was an honest man. <laughs> he had an honest report amongst those that were around him and, uh, uh, and by God. We need to be people of integrity. Our words should mean something. We should be people that when, someone, when we tell someone we're going to do something, we do it. Not just talk. We should have good report amongst others. We need to be honest ourselves before all people and before the Lord. <clears throat> I, I try to golf. I make an attempt at golf. Brother Tom's been out golfing with me before. He knows I make a feeble attempt at golf. Amen. But, uh, but uh, I'm a lousy golfer. But one thing I always am when I'm a golfer is I count every stroke. And my sons and I go out from time to time. We'll go golfing and, and, uh, and uh, you know... <laughs> Probably has never happened to any of you that have ever golfed, but I'll make an attempt to hit the ball and I'll whiff, I'll miss, you know. And we get to you finally putt out and you, you get to the end of the end of the hole and you say, well, I, I took eight strokes. My sons will look at me. Well, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I took that one swing at the ball and I missed. Well, you don't need to count that. I said, yeah, you do. No, no, you didn't. You, you didn't hit the ball. I said, right, but I tried, right? And they always would make fun of me. They, they call me Honest John. Oh, Honest John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They laugh at me and everything. Hey, hey. You know, in my mind, I'm playing against myself when, I'm, when I golf because I certainly can't compete with anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, friend, we need to be people that are honest. Honest in all of our dealings. Trying our best to be people that are upright. And then the Bible says that he feared God. Job had a reverence for God. If there's one thing that's wrong with the world today, there is no fear of God in the world today. But the worst problem I see is, friend, there's no fear of God in a lot of His people. Amen? Saved on my way to heaven, but I'm going to live any old way I please, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. There's no fear of God. Friend, you and I need to have a healthy reverence for God, a healthy fear of God. You think you're going to get away with your sin, child of God. I got news for you. It's not going to happen. You might get away with it for a while. Because we have to, we have to remember, you know, you got sin that, that, you're, that, that you know you have, and it goes unconfessed, I'd be looking over my shoulder. I'd be worrying because, you know, we need to have a respect for God. There's, there's such a thing as a healthy fear, is there not? Now, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But there is such a thing as a healthy fear. A healthy fear of electricity. Amen? I mean, that's a smart thing to have. Healthy fear of heights. You know? Some people are, are scared. They're paranoid of heights. But no, if you're working at, 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 off a ladder or something like that, you need to have respect for that, don't you? I mean, I mean and, and that's what we need to have for God. Not that God's always out trying to get us. 
but that we want to honor him with our life. We want to do what the Lord wants us. We need to have a respect for the Lord. Know that he cares, know that he convicts, but also know that he chastens. Then the Bible says that Job eschewed evil. That word is an old English word that means to shun or avoid. Job stayed away from places where it might, he might fall into some sin. He did not want to fall into evil, so he avoided the things that may have caused him problems. Hey, child of God, do you eschew evil? Or do we try to get as close to things, close to the world as we possibly can get, and just hope we don't fall into problems? Hey, friend, we should be going the opposite direction. We need to eschew evil, avoid evil at all costs, avoid things that may cause us to sin. Avoid those things that would, would cause us to, to, to do something that would hurt our testimony, hurt the testimony of our God. To be prepared for the unexpected, you and I need to walk with God. Then we also need to see that Job was also a man of prayer. Look at uh, Job chapter 1, verse 5. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of all of them. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. You know, Job was a man of prayer. Job was a man that prayed for his family. He sacrificed and prayed for his children. <clears throat> you know, the Bible tells us in, in verse number 3, or chapter number 3 and verse number 25, it says, For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. The thing Job feared the most was losing his family, losing his children. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 42, verses 7 through 10, you can go there. For time's sake, we won't, but he prayed for his friends. Job prayed for his friends. You know, God heard and he answered Job's prayers. Job knew that he was on praying ground. Uh, look at Job chapter 16, if you will, and verse number 16. Job chapter 16, verse 16, the Bible says, My face is foul with weeping, and my eyelids is the shadow, on my eyelids is the shadow of death. Not for any injustice in my hands, also my prayer is pure. Job knew that in the midst of his trials, in the midst of his heartache, that God still heard his prayers. He knew that God would still hear and answer his prayers. You know, in order for us to have a walk with God, friend, we need to be people of prayer. How's your prayer life today? How's your prayer life? I'm not talking about a now I lay me down to sleep prayer life, friend. I'm talking about a prayer life where we want to get a hold of God. Yeah. If we're going to be ready for the unexpected, we have to be people that already have a prayer life and not wait for it to happen. Yeah. Something bad goes wrong in our life. Boy, we get fervent in our prayer life, don't we? Heartache, pain comes into our life. We, whoa, we need to get a hold of God. No, friend, we need to get a hold of God now. Be, a, be in right relationship with God today so that when it does come, well, we're as prepared as we're going to be. We're ready as we're going to be. We need to be people that pray for our friends, pray for our families. 
But we need to be sure we're on praying ground, first and foremost. Sin in our lives will hinder God hearing our prayers. Psalm 66, verse 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, now let me stop here and say what that verse does not say. All right, let me back up here. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. It doesn't say, if I have sin in my life, the Lord will not hear me. Have you ever sinned? We don't come to God based on our own righteousness, do we? We come based on the righteousness of Christ. But friend, if I regard iniquity, in other words, if I know I have sin in my life, if I know it and I've been convicted of it, and I refuse to get right, God's not going to hear your prayer. Hey, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to slip up. We're all going to sin from time to time. But when we get convicted of it, man, ask God to forgive us and go on, right? Keep short accounts with the Lord. We need to be people that are people of prayer. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 9 says, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Friend, we need to be people that are on praying ground. Are you on praying ground this morning? Huh? Do we have a, 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 a prayer life? Do we know that our prayers are being heard? Then I want us to also notice Job had a witness. Turn back in again to Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3. I'm going to have you guys in the book of Job. You're going to probably be in the book of Job more today than you've been in in, in in a long time. Amen. But the ministry that God's given us, there's nothing, there's no better book in the Word of God to help people as they're going through difficulty than the book of Job. But I want us to see here that Job had a witness. Job chapter 3 and verse 25, the Bible says, For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Yet trouble came. Hey, the Bible here says, Job was not a nominal believer. He wasn't, you know... <laughs> Sorry, honey. The back pew Christian, if you will. Amen. He wasn't somebody that was, that was sitting on the bench and watching everybody else serve God. He was a man that was busy in the work of God. He was a person that was busy serving God, believing God, trusting God. He had an act of faith, yet trouble came. Let me say something to you. Young people, you listen to me especially. If you and I are going to be ready for the unexpected in our life, serve God now. Be involved in the work of God. You have to be busy serving the Lord, doing what God wants you to do, because trouble's going to come. Trouble's going to come your way. But if you're busy doing the work of God, you'll have a confidence in knowing this is for my good. Amen? <clears throat> you know, we have a misconception that if we're doing the right things, God won't, we won't have any problems. Number one, that's not biblical. <laughs> read about Paul, read about James, read about John. It's popular, for, popular preaching, but it's not based in reality. It's not based on the Bible. 
1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The testing of our faith is a precious thing to God. It's a precious thing to the Lord. You know, our son Johnny, when he was born, it was uh, 1987, 5-1, 5-1-87, when you go to, when we used to go get his prescriptions, when we used to take him to doctor's appointments, you know, they'd always ask you, date of birth, date of birth, date of birth, 5-1-87, 5-1-87, You know, <laughs> I'd go to get a prescription for myself or somebody asked me date of birth, I just want to say 5-1-87. I'm so used to saying it. I said that one time and this person looked at me. <laughs> like, who are you trying to kid, dude, you know? Or either that or they were saying, man, you've really lived a tough life. Amen. But when Johnny, when Johnny was born, we were doing everything right. We were teaching Sunday school. I was driving a bus, going down to Milan Prison in our prison ministry, doing everything that you would say, well, man, that's what you're supposed to be doing, serving God. When Johnny was born, turned our world upside down. It was a shock. It was a shock. But Frank, can I tell you, I thank God we were serving the Lord at that point. Because he, we had the faith. We had a relationship. We had our established walk with God. Job took risks with his witness. Again, in verse number 26, it says, I was not in safety. He was a believer that was not behind the scenes, but he was out front with his witness. We need to be willing to put ourselves out there as a child of God. We need to be willing to let people know, hey, I am a Christian. I am saved by the grace of God. I am a child of the King, and I want to live like a child of the King. Identify ourselves as a child of God, willing to take some ridicule for our faith. You know, <laughs> too many Christians want to live that safe life. Saved and on my way to heaven, I sure hope the rapture happens this week. Amen, I do too. But friend, when we're living in safety, we're not, being, we're not preparing ourselves for the unexpected. Job was also a tireless servant. He said, neither had I rest. He wasn't resting on his blessed, blessed assurance. He served God, he helped people. He even taught others. Uh, even the friends that came to him and accused him of sin later on. You know, in preparation for the unexpected, we need to be busy serving, not resting. As we serve God, the devil's going to go against us. He's going to come up against us. He's going to try to stop us from the service for the Lord. He's going to do an awful lot of things to try to keep us from being what God wants us to do. But if we maintain our witness through our trials, God can use us in great and mighty ways. Child of God, listen to me. The Lord is going to give you a testimony through your trials, in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your heartache, in the midst of your pain, he is building a testimony in you so that he can use you for greater and mighty things to show his power. Not our power, but his power. Then the Bible says, uh, Job was a vocal witness. It says, neither was I quiet. He spoke of his faith in God. He talked with others. You know, we need to put our Christianity on display, put ourselves at risk, serve God and others, 
hey, but we're eventually going to have to speak, aren't we? You know, we, we talk about, you know, um, uh, you know being, a, being, a, being a witness through our life. You know, uh, what's it called? Man? Lifestyle evangelism. You know, and, and our lifestyle should be something that helps evangelize people. Because they're going to look at you and they're going to look at me and say we're different. Right? But it's going to eventually have to lead into a conversation. Because people aren't going to look at your life and go, I need to get saved. I, need, I, I know I need Jesus Christ. Amen. All right? We have to be a witness. So preparing for the unexpected, my friend. Being ready for the unexpected. First of all, have a walk with God. Are you saved today? Can't walk with God without Jesus Christ. Be upright. Be honest. Fear God. Avoid evil. Have a prayer life. Then have a witness. Have an act of faith. Don't be a nominal believer. Have an act of faith. Take some risks in your witness. And then be a tireless servant of God and be a vocal witness. You can't wait till the unexpected happens for you to be prepared. I'm going to close with this. I know that bell rang. I realize that. There was a man that I knew quite well. We used to go on Detroit Rescue Mission with me. His son was in his early 30s, and he had cancer. His son was raised in church. His son got saved at a young age, but got away from the Lord. Got backslid, got married, had kids. Now he's got cancer, and he's laying in a hospital. But he said, the saddest thing to do is to watch my son try to get a relationship with God now. Because he's got so much garbage and so much baggage he's got to clear up to be ready for what he was going through. Friend, that ought not be any of us in this room. Let's be ready for the unexpected because the unexpected is coming. Let's pray.